Welcome to the first Yorkshire Insights podcast of the 21-22 school year. Today's topic is the tale of Yorkshire Academy. And who better to tell us Yorkshire's tale than, you guessed it, the founder and executive director herself, Shirley Swinbank. We appreciate Mrs. Swinbank sharing her story with us today. And thanks, as always, to Michelle Young for her technical expertise for recording this podcast. So let's begin. Welcome, Mrs. Swinbank. Hi, glad to be here. So let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in Houston. I'm a native Houstonian and uh, a proud Texan. I was born and raised in Fairbanks, Texas, and I bet you're wondering where that is. It is actually um, on the edge of Houston, but at the time I was growing up, it was a small community that was joined with the Cypress community, and that's probably why you've heard of Cyfair or Cypress Fairbanks. So, I remember you telling me you grew up on a farm. Yes, absolutely. I'm one of four. And so, my grandmother lived with us, my parents, and my two older brothers and old sister. And we were a self-sustaining family. My parents had had day jobs, but our real love was gardening. So, we had a, I always say I grew, I grew up on a uh, farm. It really is a small farm. But when I was little, it looked like a big farm because we did things like grow all of our uh, garden vegetables. We processed all of our own meats. We even had a milk cow and pasteurized milk, believe it or not. Uh, One of my favorite memories is uh, after um, doing the work with all the animals that we processed, I was able with my dad to actually stuff sausage, link sausage and hang it in the smokehouse. And every time I say those words, there is such a memory of the smell and the taste. And um, what I learned through all of that is that, first of all, um, you have to have a goal. Our goal, obviously, was to uh, harvest the garden. You have to work hard to do it. I love the joy that I saw with my dad when we would, he would cultivate the land. He would make the row. He would take the seed and he would he would put it in and cover it up. And then every day, every week, we would monitor that growth. And he would get so excited about it. And to see something come from a seed all the way to fruition, which indeed we did, because we not only had those uh, that food for our table, but we also sold these incredible vegetables to the local grocery store in Fairbanks. And I absolutely love that. My dad was very disciplined, therefore we were. What I learned also, the skills that is the foundation about our family, which who knew they were going to serve me so well as my passions grew and um, my life grew to hopefully pursue a dream that I didn't even know I had, but the skills were definitely being developed. We were a working team, so I saw the team idea. Every child had a, had a chore. All the chores worked together. They were expected. Uh, you were to respect the job you had to do, and uh, you could. But also, when you when you finished it, you could see that every part went together like a well oiled machine. And that was uh, my first introduction of really being on a team and seeing what that looks like, how it works together, and what are the accomplishments afterwards. And my dad was always good uh, 
at stopping to help us reflect on those accomplishments. Look what we did. Look what it took to get there. Um, now, was it always fun? No, I was a child. However, um, being pretty disciplined and um, driven and dedicated, um, I was very much like my dad. And um, one of the things that I remember is the story that he told about your name. I'm very proud of my name. It is Shirley Trichel Swinbank. My main name, Trichel, when we say it, even in my family today, it means something. My dad always helped us to remember that the reason we are here today and to have these successes or failures offered in anything that we do is because of our ancestors before. So we are to appreciate the, those. We are to be thankful for those. We are always uh, to remember those people, tell their stories and pass it on to the generations to come. And that has always stuck with me. So I, I remind my grandchildren now that your name means something. You're establishing reputation. It says something about you. And those things, those ingredients that go into, just as it did in the garden, also grow into you. And then you pay those forward. So what I want to say about growing Yorkshire, or where did that come from, is um, one of the 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 funny things my parents always told me growing up is that you were destined to be a teacher and that I would play school on a small blackboard to anyone or anything that I could set there, even a stuffed teddy bear, to teach them to write on that blackboard, to write in my notebook, to make copies of things. Uh, and that was at a very young age. And one day my mom said, you know, you are going to be a very fine teacher one day. Well, my personality is such that I thought, hmm, I think I could be better than fine. So then I thought, well, if I'm going to be a teacher, what else could that look like? And as I was growing up, I was my parents were very involved in church and the local community and uh, helping others to make a difference and to be of good service. And so I learned during those uh, activities, especially at church, and I was very observant. I loved watching their organization. I loved watching the leaders. I loved um, how they treated the, the coworkers. And uh, I also learned that in order to make all those decisions, you have to be in charge. And I was all over that. I loved to be in charge. And my parents created a lot of new projects, and I am a very project-based person. As a matter of fact, there are no ideas that are bad ideas in my world. So fast forward, I, um, from playing school to growing, and about junior high, I guess, uh, I had some important people who made a difference in my life. First of all, my parents. Second of all, our teachers. You know, there is a there may be one little thing they say, there may be one little word of encouragement, or there may be one little challenge that they put you to the test just to see what you're made of and then uh, encourage and nurture those uh, successes. Did you have one teacher in particular that really made an impact on you? I did. It was my eighth grade teacher. She, Mrs. Hargrove, she is the one who taught... Um, me about respecting our country, respecting ourselves, respecting our families, respecting other people who may or may not agree with you. But to, um, she also impressed upon me uh, about listening to other people. 
about not being afraid to meet other people, about hearing their stories. And one of the things that she said is everybody has a story. And when you listen to understand their story, you automatically create an opportunity to develop a relationship. And as you grow over time, those relationships will serve you in some way, shape, or form. It could be in a business you're going to have. It could be that just in that moment, you realize that um, empathy is a very important thing, that um, walking in their shoes for a day is a very important thing, even though it wasn't what your first judgment was. So in order, I think that we are put on this earth to be in relationship. And all through my childhood with an expanded family that gave us lots of challenges and opportunities to grow, I think um, this has been the foundation that has propelled me forward. So about junior high and hearing all these things that I'm, I'm learning, I thought, you know what? I think I can do this school. I want to be more than a teacher. I want to own my own school. Who says that, right? Did you know anyone that owned their own school? No. No. So that's kind of wild from, you know, kind of growing up on a farm. <laughs> and, you know, why, a lot of people want to be a teacher. Right. It's kind of different to decide that, right. you know, I want to own my own school. Right. So be an organic farmer, which we were when it wasn't cool, or go ahead and be a teacher and own your own school. Well, uh, I'm a dreamer. I have always been a dreamer. I love dreaming. Um, I think it's therapeutic. It's heart and soul filling. Um, and so... So that, that journey started. And throughout high school, I had jobs, um, be it volunteering at church or be it working at a school or daycare or wherever. But every time I went in to talk to someone, they said, why would you want this job? Which I equally think to this day is an interesting question. Why would you want to work here? And I always said, I'm going to own my own school one day. Now, either people scoff at that or they go, really, tell me about that. And there is another opportunity for me to learn how to be a good mentor. And I had many people that I met along the way. But when I would say, oh, I'm going to own my own school one day, they would say, most of the time, how can I help you? Another interesting statement to, to help other people. So um, I had some great experiences. I mean, from cleaning bathrooms to greeting parents to doing bookkeeping, to driving on carpool, I mean, to driving on field trips. Uh, they probably She probably gave me too much uh, responsibility for being 18. But my dad said, always, when you're pushed, it's amazing what you can do. So accept the challenges, learn from them, and grow, which I really did. And in fact, when we lived in Katy and we had our three little kids, I have Shelly, Will, and Reagan, um, before we started the school, I was at um, a function and happened to meet a lady who owned her own school. So as you can well imagine, I cornered her and asked her five million questions mm -hmm. because I had a lot to learn. She was very gracious, entertained all my questions, a good listener, and then probably thought I was crazy. Meanwhile, I begin to build these files on how you're going to have your own school. Well, after having three kids... I decided I needed to find a preschool for my kids. But in addition to this dream, I decided I would just interview every school in Houston. And I'm not kidding. I gathered information. I 
I wrote down who I met, what I learned. I did the grunt work, so to speak. I would take that home. My files were building. I knew that this passion that was still burning within me to be a teacher, even though I love being a stay-at-home mom, uh, was definitely fueling itself forward. So I go into the preschool that I chose, and guess what? It was the lady that I met at the party. And that, as most people know, is the village school. And Betty Moore is at the was at the helm of that school. So I went in and, of course, had some time, just part-time, if I could work for her. And she said, why would you do that? And I said, just to learn, because I'm going to have my own school one day. Oh, she said. I didn't know if that was a good O or bad O. But she mm-hmm. said, let's go to lunch. So we did. And I told her everything about everything that I thought I could do that would be better than what I had seen all the things that filled my heart that were important to be a mom, to be at a school for children. And she said, um, well, okay, I find that very interesting. So why don't you and your husband buy the building? Guess what? 710 Bateswood. This is where I started. This is where I still remain. She moved to another location. So this was the village school. This was. When you bought it. Yes. When I. It was the village school, but I bought an empty building. Right. Let's be clear. Right. There were no Yes, students. I've heard you say that throughout the years. <laughs> right. So it was grassroots, to say the least. But um, she, was, she became my mentor. To this day, she is. She's one of the most positive people. She taught me how to walk alongside someone to support and nurture and encourage. So she was really my rock through this. One other person came along was a lady named Dr. Rosemary Mudd. And I met her just randomly because my daughter needed to be evaluated. Um, And so I learned a lot about diagnostics. I learned about, I learned a lot about testing. And uh, she wanted to know what I did. I said, well, I'm only in school. I just started it. She said, I'm very interested in that. And God bless her soul. She came for the next 10 years and graciously poured into me every bit of knowledge, experience, and wisdom that she had. Now, I had only worked at local preschools, right? And I had took in, I, I took in everything I possibly could from those experiences because I was a stay-at-home mom, and that was important, but I wanted to still continue my dream. So she would talk to me about things I may not even know, and but... You know what I did after I put my kids to bed? I read everything I possibly could about it so that I could report that to her the next day. Meanwhile, we're putting all this into practice every single day for our school. So how is the school starting? I mean, like, what are you guys doing as you get it started? Well, before she came along, we closed on May 15, 1984. As I said, the address, 17 Bateswood. We walked into this building and we were like, oh my, my husband and I, um, we want to be part of something bigger, something that is so important to me, that was a dream. Uh, And I do have to give kudos to Joe, my husband, because he is also a dreamer. He's a mover, shaker, doer, determined, loves work. And he, he valued my dream. And actually, as our journey continued, he felt it was so great to be a part of something so incredibly large and big 
but to start so small and to grow it, it was just the same analogy as the garden. And so why wouldn't we have a garden of kids? It's just a little bit different, but all the ingredients are really the same. So we immediately wrote what the school is going to be about, sent it out, got great response, had an open house, and started with 80 kids. Close on May 15th, started September 2nd, and we had 80 kids. And God bless those parents. I'm 27 years old with three little kids, but they believed in the philosophy and the dream. And well, that's also because you're a heck of a salesperson. <laughs> well, I love selling, but I'm also so passionate about this. Right. And as we know, success, you know, passionate people are generally successful at whatever they're doing, right. at whatever time that may be. So, so those early years. Those are the early years. And from there, we grew. Um, so has it changed? How's your orchard changed? Well, early years. okay, in 1984 we began, and we only had five classes, and it was uh, two-year-olds through kindergarten. And may I, may I add, that is all I ever wanted. Yeah. But don't ask, I mean, if you're going to dream, you might as well go past that, right? So we soon added uh, classes through second grade, and we stopped there because our philosophy was developmental education, small classes. We want our kids to be known. Um, we want them to feel welcome, safe, secure. Um, we want them to have a million different experiences that they can that are in centers and hands-on projects. We want them to be kids. We want them to be joyful. We want them to have fun. Uh, we want them to run and roam. Um, and all of those things can happen inside Yorkshire Academy where they can truly grow, learn at their potential as fast as they can, as slow as they should, uh, but all the while be uh, nurtured when they cry, uh, challenged when they should be. Um, it's just the most beautiful thing to see. Just like that seed in the ground, they just are right here. And we are watering, so to speak, and, and uh, growing them to have an, an impact, a real impact at such a young age is a great responsibility. And it is some of the most important years of their life that we are establishing that foundation that will propel them into the future to accomplish their dreams or whatever is on their um, great list to do. Um, after we went through second grade, we then expanded to third um, through fifth grade. And in order to do that, we needed more space. So we were able to purchase the building next door, remodel it, and uh, it was a beautiful day when we could march our older kids over to enter our building that housed third, fourth, and fifth grade, our library, our computer lab, our music uh, department, and um, a room for art, which was also very important because one of our emphasis is on the visual and performing arts. So to nurture those kids to be able to expand those skills uh, was equally a great, great opportunity. In 2012, we also added what we call our uh, Tricold Arts Center. And of course, it is named after my mom. As I said before, our name is very important, and it's important to carry on that legacy. And so she was the first person that uh, read to me, treasured reading, developed my love of reading. So that is another very important ingredient here at Yorkshire. 
is that we want to provide everything that we possibly can so children develop a love of learning. And a love of reading was mine. That's why I became a language arts teacher, and it is why I taught at here at the school for 18 years. Um, in 2021, which brings us to the mm -hmm. current time period, we are about to re reveal and have the grand opening for our redesigned resource center. So cool. So I know over 38 years, a lot has happened on this campus, but can you just name a few of the highlights? Yes. One, <laughs> the first thing is, the dream was coming true. I mean, we were actually in the middle of it. The, uh, the next highlight would be the people that you meet, uh, the teams that you put together of people who come in, um, meeting the parents, learning their families, learning their stories, learning their legacies, learning how to mold and piece all of that together to establish a place of community, a place of family, a place of uh, even parents and opportunities to grow. One, uh, the other highlights besides teaching uh, is that I never knew that my three children would produce eight grandchildren and they all have attended our school at one point or another. What a gift that is. Um, there is nothing like teaching a child to read. Uh, there is no amount of money in the world for that um, little light bulb to come on and it's just joy it is just joy 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 and what what i mean what a gift i had the chance to do this i mean who would not want to do it right the um other things that are our highlights that are the um the introduction of the international families to our student body and the richness and um the experiences that they bring um, that is amazing. I also loved the highlight of the place that we are able to produce through our music department. I love that uh, we have incredible uh, art department that exhibit our children's art. That is a great highlight. I love that we have an amazing summer and math program that are still meeting the needs of many kids to have enriching educational activities. I love that we have a current seeds group that talks about the environment and makes our kids aware, aware of all the env environmental issues and the stewards that we need to be of our, um, not only in our immediate, not only in our classrooms, our immediate community, but also in the world. Um, I imagine that you didn't expect to be Houston's first and only Ocean Guardian School. I mean, no. like when you were starting the school, that wasn't. No, I, I, you know, who knew that even existed? Exactly, yeah. Right, it's, right. It, it didn't, but it's no, so cool. That's um, true. That is very true. So there have been great surprises along the way that you can never dream big enough. And that's the other thing I've learned. Your dreams can never be too big because the world waits. Um, the next day comes, and then what is it that you have that that's in store? What you need to do is have the foundation and the skills to be able to respond to it. Exactly. So surprises. <laughs> surprises. Well, um, a, a big surprise, and, and as parents, you can certainly relate to this. I my three year old came with me to school. Talk about a challenge! It was a real challenge, and uh, that was a that was the test of my patience, parenting, and professionalism. And uh, but it all worked out. We had um, 
He learned a lot. I learned a lot. Other surprises? Well, I know um, technology, you started out. There wasn't email. There wasn't a computer on this campus. (laughs) There wasn't. We were so proud because we had some of the first Apple IIc computers. And it was in a room. We were all learning how to do it. So everyone's being trained. That's the other thing about growing a dream. You got to keep learning. You got to keep pushing forward and you got to stay on that cutting edge. So we were delighted with these Apple IIc computers. Um, so technology, look how it has grown. And uh, there is so much I do not know, but I am so intrigued. And our children, I believe, come these days with a computer gene. So we have to run to catch up. And especially in this 21st century, what do kids need to know? In addition to that, though, even though we have strong academics and we're teaching these kids to be well-rounded, we also have to teach them the tools to navigate this 21st century. And right. that means tools for the computer. Yeah, so we were early on getting Prometheans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, were some, we were one of the first schools to get the Promethean boards. And that those are, if you're not familiar, but I'm sure you probably are, are what people refer to as smart boards. So it was very interactive, is very interactive with technology, and it also expanded and expounded on our curriculum, which is pretty cool. And so what do you foresee back then that you, these alumni kids would? Oh my word, that is another great surprise. So here we are teaching, we have our students, they grow up, they go to college, graduate, get married, and show up at our door bringing their children nonetheless. What that signifies is we've been here a very long time. Longevity is important. You get to see that full circle come back around. And that is just incredible. And it just makes everyone on campus uh, so excited and such an opportunity to yet impact and make a difference in another generational, in another generation's life. I mean, it's the biggest compliment you can imagine. That uh, these kids choose to send their kids to Yorkshire. It is amazing. It, it's a miracle. It's amazing. It's a miracle. And it's a gift. So why is it? What's Yorkshire's secret sauce? Well, secret sauce. First, you have to have parents to have students. And then in order to keep those parents and students and to accomplish this dream and consider this passionate desire that I have, you have to surround yourself, recruit teach, lead teachers. Teachers are the people who make the school. Any business is always about the people. So to be able to have teachers here who are so invested, who love what they do, who are passionate about their their education and the education they get to share and impact with their students, without red tape, without bureaucracy, They are so excited because their creative ideas are treasured, they are shared, they are valued, and they get to implement them. And I might add, as the owner and executive director, we have created a group of teachers who not only stay a long time, they don't want to leave, but they bring so much to the richness and the depth of our environment. they have a lot of ideas. And as I said, I'm an idea person. And I believe there are no bad ideas. Our staff has certainly been the, um, shall we say, the 
burning of yet new ideas. Uh, and it is such a gift because they ask for a lot of things. And I really always try to say yes. And sure. Because it benefits everybody, right? They get to implement it. Children get to experience it. And parents are happy about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know there have been a ton of parents that ask the orchard to expand to middle school over the years. So why have you never made that change? Um, at first, I think any business wants to grow and expand and get more. And what we've learned over the years is that we have just enough. The uh, amount of space that we have, uh, the things that we get to do, um, are just as important as growing bigger and larger. So even though parents ask, we believe that what we do here at Yorkshire yesterday, today, and will do tomorrow is to create a place where there is there are experts who come and do what they love to the great benefit and exciting opportunities that present themselves in yet a smaller environment. So what is interesting is people seek a smaller environment uh, because the attention is paid to every detail, to their children and to their families. And I think that's critical. And often that can get lost in a larger environment. So we remain 18 months through fifth grade, and that's what we're going to be. Awesome. So what keeps you going? 38 years, what keeps you going? Well, I think when you have a burning passion and believe in something that is actually your baby that you help create um, and you see how that journey um, continues, um, you want to keep going. And there is so much to learn and so much to do. And really, there's not enough time, right? Mm -hmm. So we will stay on the cutting edge. We will move into this 21st century, keeping the foundation, the basics, such as patriotism and manners and respect for oneself and sharing and uh, learning how you grow about yourself, about others, and how you take those skills and move forward. And there are a million and one things. My dream list is still very big. Mm -hmm. So uh, continuing to grow and learn and be challenged um, are critical to me. And I want to model those things so that we will be around for a very long time. Terrific. So do you have any advice for parents? I do. Um, two pieces of information. First, give yourself a break. This is a hard job. Ask for help. And technically, you just need to come here at 18 months and stay through fifth grade. Perfect. <laughs> That's great <laughs> advice. All right. So, well, that was terrific. We look forward to the next chapter in the tale of Yorkshire Academy. Thanks to Mrs. Swimbank and again to Mrs. Young and to you listeners. So for more information about Yorkshire Academy, visit yorkshireacademy.com or give us a call. Till next time.